Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. Today's guest is somebody who I've been looking forward to speaking to for quite some time. It's a very interesting space that we are in. And of course, we are obviously going to touch on a little bit about what's going on with Libra, what it means to the space and what this project is all about. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you to Redislav Alvich. He's the founder and CEO of Bitbond. Thank you so much for your time. Hi, Craig. Uh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Mate, uh, you are from a wonderful part of the world called Berlin. And uh, pretty sure I was talking to you about how much I actually love this space. Before I get into your introduction, is there a lot going on in Germany, which is a relatively conservative uh, part of the world uh, when it comes to cryptocurrency? Is, is there a lot going on or is it still trying to break through a glass ceiling? There's definitely a lot going on in Berlin. Um, on the one end, you've got companies that have been founded in Berlin in the crypto space. Um, you've got a lot of developers uh, who are based here. And you've got more and more people coming in who are interested in this space. To so just give you a few examples, um, one of the uh, biggest Android Bitcoin wallet from the early days, uh, simply the Bitcoin wallet built by Andreas Schildbach has been built here in Berlin. Um, Room 77 uh, in Berlin is a bar, which supposedly is the first one ever in the world to accept Bitcoin as a payment method since 2011. Uh, there's a Bitcoin and blockchain meetup that's um, up and running since 2011. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, you've got a lot of the Ethereum and Polkadot developers here, Parity, um, companies like Bitwala, um, obviously my company, Bitbond. So there's a lot of activity. And I must say that even the legislator, um, the German government is highly interested in the topic and uh, trying to make sure that the regulation is so that... Um, Companies don't run away from Germany, but rather stay here and come to Berlin and come to other German cities. So the activity is definitely tremendous. And I think it's fair to say that together with Switzerland, perhaps um, Germany is one of the most active um, uh, countries in Europe within the cryptocurrency and blockchain space. Well, that's fantastic to hear because uh, as an Australian, uh, living in Australia, we uh, continually invest our time, our tax dollars and our government's resources into uh, a bygone era, which is, you know, coal. And it's very frustrating to have, you know, that going on under our nose whilst I am in the space of this blockchain and crypto asset area where technology is the future of any country and if you look at the israelis and many other you know forward thinking tech nations they're the ones taking leaps and bounds ahead but anyway before we go too far down that rabbit hole radislav do you want to tell me a little bit about your background and what brought you into blockchain and cryptocurrency sure so my background is mostly in financial services um, uh, when I was a student, I already fell in love, so to speak, with financial products, financial markets. Um, I started my career with Deutsche Bank in London in sales and trading of structured equity products. Mm. Um, after that, I uh, worked with a German strategy consulting firm called Roland Berger, where I spent four years with uh, several banking-related projects, refinancings, recapitalizations, um, uh, bank mergers, these types of projects. 
Um, at the same time, I always knew I wanted to start my own business, ideally within the financial services space at some point. And I was in a really lucky situation that already in 2012, a good friend of mine told me about Bitcoin. He knew I'm a finance geek. I'd certainly be interested in it. And so at the beginning, I didn't really know what to think of it. But then over the next couple of weeks after I heard about it, I spent a lot of time reading about Bitcoin, mm. got really fascinated by the, by the idea, by the technology, by the capabilities and benefits it brings. And so when I started my company and the idea was to start a global lending platform for SMEs, um, I thought, well, one way to utilize cryptocurrencies could be to get payments efficiently from A to B. Uh, I was talking to a lot of banks and I was looking for a good payment solution. And all the solutions that I found were either really expensive or which is slow, um, were really complicated to implement. And so when I founded Bitbond, uh, we used Bitcoin for payment processing at the beginning. Of course, until today, a lot of things have changed, but this is how everything started. Of course, and everyone's got their whole uh, rabbit hole story, and I appreciate you delivering yours in a very punctual fashion. Uh, you were a trader at Deutsche Bank, yeah? Yeah, so I was in structured product sales. Um, yeah. Uh, so at a, at a sales and trading desk of essentially white label, um, white label structured products. We were selling uh, structured equity products to insurance companies, to other smaller banks. Um, and these products allowed you to essentially um, get an investment product for any risky, kind of right? market view, volatility, whatever. Yeah. Because I mean, stru structured pro I spent six years uh, in London and um, at about, was it 2009, I think it was, maybe? For me, it was 2008, yeah. Okay, yeah, 2008, 2009. So it, structured products became this really hot topic. Um, you know, you effectively, you had the upside without the downside. Well, there was some downside, but it, was, it wasn't quite as bad. That was the whole point of a structured product. And it was, it was sort of lighting up the financial space from a retail and also uh, institutional viewpoint where it was, I wouldn't call it a hedge, but it was kind of a, it was almost like a secondary bond. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I mean, mostly for the structures that, that, that we were building, they had a, um, like the downside was limited to yeah. mostly to the invested capital. Right. Um, so you had a zero coupon bond, and then with everything above the principal, you were playing around, putting it into stock baskets, into baskets of derivatives, or, you know, essentially whatever our clients came up with. Yeah, because they were really hot while I was over there. And it's uh, obviously, you know, th things have changed in the markets. We're in the hottest market in the world right now. So we'll come away from that whole past experience there, mate. Um, but yeah, I, I do understand. You, you, I'm going to make the assumption that during that period, if you were there in 2008, you probably did quite well because if you were selling structured products, um, structured products were the hot biscuit at the time. Now, of course, you come into Bitbond based on your financial background and uh, what you've done in this space. Now, you've got a target return of 8%. You fixed from four percent. Do you want to just talk to a little bit more about what Bitbond is and what you're offering to not just my audience but to the world? Yeah, absolutely. 
So in, at its core, Bitbond is an SME lending platform. We provide working capital financing to mainly small uh, business owners who are um, retailers, meaning that they run an online shop on eBay, Amazon, or any of the other big e-commerce marketplaces. Um, some of them are restaurants, some of them are freelancers, and we provide them with working capital financing in a very efficient way. Uh, we normally make credit decisions within 24 hours, which is one of the things that our customers appreciate the most about us. And so these, these loans have a um, relatively high yield. So you could call mm -hmm. it a high yield fixed income investment. And so what we've done is in order to grow our loan origination, we've kicked off a project with a bond offering. However, it's not a conventional bond offering, but it's a so-called security token, meaning that we're doing a bond, but the proof of ownership in the bond is done through a digital token that we issue on top of the Stellar blockchain. And in fact, in Germany, this is the first security token offering that has been approved by the regulator um, because it's at the same time a real security. So this is not just any general crypto token, but it's actually a real security um, we've, uh, um, we've written a proper prospectus that complies with EU prospectus regulation. And this prospectus has been approved by the German financial yep. regulator, BaFin. And so this bond offering essentially gives investors access to a diversified portfolio of SME loans. And so what's the, you, I mean, like, yeah. sorry, carry on. Oh, look, I, I just want to ask, like, how, how are you creating that yield? All right. So obviously, yeah. you know, in, in the global economy right now, um, it's, quite, it's quite interesting. If, if you understand how uh, economies work, it's fairly easy to understand that a low interest rate tends to mean an economy is trying to stimulate spending. Uh, it, it doesn't bode well for the strength of the economy. Now, whilst the people that have home loans and are borrowing money think it's fantastic because the, the, the lending rates are so low, it actually speaks volumes to the economy of that space. Now, if you look across the Western world especially, we're looking at interest rates that are, are pretty much across the Western world at record lows. Now, that doesn't bode well for these economies. It's not a sign of strength. It's a sign of weakness and they're trying to work something out. There's even been in certain countries around the world, uh, the, the conversation around negative interest rates. So you pay the fucking, oh, excuse my French. <laughs> you pay the bank money. I don't usually swear on these things. You are oh, very passionate about this. Sort of thing. You pay the bank to house your income or your money. Now, where are you getting these sorts of yields? Because these sorts of yields, I mean, I, I can talk to the, in, in, I'm in Sydney, okay? Uh, in Sydney, uh, there's a huge movement of land banking. So if you're worth a couple of billion dollars or, or a couple of hundred million, uh, one of the very uh, keen things to have done is to have got land. You buy land uh, for obvious reasons, but in Sydney in particular, it has gone through the roof. So not only can you put your capital into a place that's relatively safe from being taxed too heavily, but also your upside had been significantly high. Now, these people that have these large amounts of money, large sums of money, hundreds of millions, well, they're not getting the same yield. And to go and buy a property now, they they start to realize that they might take a 20 to 30% hit over the next five years. So 
a four to eight percent interest return is something that big money i'm talking family offices all this sort of thing it's really attractive to them so how exactly are you i won't use the word guarantee but are you guaranteeing a yield of that sort of a height and how are you getting that yield sure so there's no guarantee but we um, have a fixed coupon of four percent per year that we pay to the bondholders and then on top of that we pay 60 percent of the pre-tax profit of the investments that we do and so that brings us if you combine these and if you look at the historical data that we have then this should produce an effective return to bondholders of this around about seven to eight percent and obviously if if the issuer uh, company defaulted then the bondholders would be left with a with the basket of, of, of SME loans yeah. right, and would need to liquidate that um, and would probably lose part of the capital. Most likely not all of it, but would probably lose part of the capital. But this is obviously something that we don't foresee um, because we already do the lending business since over six years and have good historical data and have a very sophisticated credit scoring algorithm. And so now I want to tell a bit about how are we actually producing that yield. Sure. Which is obviously a fair question. Yes. Um, so we are lending to small businesses. And these small businesses normally don't have access to capital from traditional lenders, which yep. obviously are mainly banks. And the reason the banks don't serve these customers is not because they are unattractive from a credit risk perspective, but simply because most banks around the world are too inefficient in making small loans that are between 10, 20, 30,000 dollars. It's not worth the time. And an SME walks into a bank and says, well, I have an annual revenue of a million. I now would like to borrow 20,000 in order to buy more inventory, which is really the typical use case of our customers. The bank will normally say, well, thanks very much. Um, it's, it's not worth our time, worth our time. You know, we have three credit officers who would need to look at your application. Uh, it would take us, uh, six weeks. And then after that six weeks, we've spent so much internal resources that the margin that we make on a 20 K loan is not even worth our time. Um, of course, it's not exactly always like this. There are edge cases where the banks do lend, but then they take a lot of time to make a credit decision. And this is the other point that our customers don't like about going to banks. So most of the time, our customers simply don't take any bank funding, which leaves them with literally no alternative except for their own cash flow that they generate. So if they have a provider like Bitbond, which can provide them with a working capital finance within 24 hours, they are willing to pay more than a big corporate that would go to a bank and, I don't know, in Germany could probably refinance for three, four, 5%, depending on their risk. So simply the fact that there is almost no competition in the space leads to the environment where SMEs are simply willing to pay higher interest rates in order to have access to capital and in order to have that access really quickly and in a highly convenient way where they apply online, provide data. It's mostly bank account data that we use and bank account history transaction history that we use and once they've done that we evaluate the data in an automated way and then provide them with a credit decision and for this type of service they are simply willing to pay more 
and are willing to pay interest rates that big corporates would never pay simply because they have a much better access to capital. Well, it's a, I mean, look, at the end of the day, this is one of the major issues is that, um, I mean, a small business that wants to get some debt, um, I mean, let's talk about somebody who, let's talk about my position, right? Let's say my business, I teach trading education. We've got a couple of different businesses in this space, but the tradercob.com business is primarily about empowering people to make their own decisions to trade and to learn how to make money. And uh, I've witnessed very clearly after my 13 years of trading that this uh, industry right now, this market, I should say, um, because of its wild swings, allows your average retail uh, trader or investor who comes into trading to be able to make far superior gains to something like foreign exchange, bond stocks, commodities, you name it. Uh, and that's why I've sort of hands down gone full on into cryptocurrency. The issue that many people have is they haven't got the money. Now, from my perspective, running the businesses that I run, you know, the banks, there was a period of time that we had to have five different bank accounts, right? Five mm. different bank accounts. Because if one shut down, we would be able to transfer to the next. Now, we had a period of time there where one of the largest um, payment facilitators in the world said, we're locking up your funds for 90 days. You can't do business with us. Now, now those funds were in the six-figure mark. There were significant funds and we're a startup you know we're, we're now what 20 months old and this was in the first three months of our operation now thankfully we were doing well enough through our trading uh that we were able to you know facilitate the business's needs through the profits of the trading that i was doing which got us through that 90 day period but it just to clamp down on how difficult it can be and the world is opening up to that so with bitbond who do you see as being your market so on the on the borrower side it's really um, a lot of retailers and traders as which is the main market because they have the highest and more or less continuous working capital demand and um, they normally finance the inventory that they sell. And if they want to grow their business, they need to buy more inventory. They need to grow their yeah. working capital. And yep. the only way to do that is by getting financing. Yep. Uh, a, a trading, like a retail trading business normally doesn't produce enough cash flows to, um, to be able to suddenly increase the inventory two, three, or fourfold. And so this is the main group. Um, then restaurants also have a really hard time to get bank financing. Um, so this is another group yeah. where they, um, when they renovate um, uh, the restaurant, when they buy kitchen equipment, so make larger purchases. And these two verticals in itself are among the largest verticals within the SME space, right? So we're talking about easily 30 million retailers around the world we're talking about easily 15 to 20 million restaurants around the world and a lot of them obviously are in countries where our credit scoring works really well and so our addressable market is really huge um, then over time of course you could also look into other verticals taxi drivers who need to finance the cars that they drive um, and freelance businesses although these are typically businesses that have less of a working capital demand compared to um, yeah, 
retailers and restaurants, uh, which are, yeah, probably the biggest verticals that, that are relevant for our product. Um, so, and then on the, yeah. I, was gonna, I just want to ask you, um, what security does uh, Bitbond require? I mean, I, I have uh, a lending business as well that has, and it's, it's quite inactive uh, these days. Uh, however, during the boom of the Sydney property thing, we, we were lending money to developers um, at a, a rate that was allowed them to get their deals done. Now, what, and we, we required caveats on, on properties and whatnot to make sure that it was secured against something of tangible, you know, uh, value. So what is Bitbond using? Um, and what are the ratios for, I guess, the, the tangible asset base for you to therefore lend out to? So there are several uh, factors that, that we use and, 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 and mechanisms that we apply uh, in order to yeah, secure the loan. Um, first of all, there's always a personal liability. So uh, regardless of whether um, the borrower is running the business from a legal entity or as a sole trader, there's always a personal guarantee on the loan. And that is the, one of the strongest um, um, types of um, security that we have. Then additionally to that, uh, these loans are installment loans uh, and, and relatively short term ones. We offer three, six and 12 months as a duration. Um, and the loans are being repaid with monthly installments. So from the first month, there's a repayment of principal and interest. And these mechanisms allow us to um, yeah, manage the risk very well. Because at the same time, uh, if you have a 10 or 20K loan, it's not really worth getting collateral for the loan. Because if we did that, someone would need to evaluate the actual value of the collateral and if there was a default, someone will need to liquidate that collateral. And all of these things come at a certain cost. And with a loan that's small, the cost typically isn't justified. Therefore, we apply the other measures that I mentioned. The personal guarantee is something that's extremely valuable because if someone defaults, uh, there's a lot of legal instruments um, that we apply um, that have uh, uh, very high effectiveness in, in recovering a substantial part of the outstanding debt. Um, and yeah, the fact that these are installment loans, if someone defaults, um, this on average happens after 30 to 50% of the lifetime of the loan. So roughly half of the principal is already repaid. And so these are the main mechanisms that we apply in, in order to, to secure the loans. Well, it's definitely a very interesting business model. And, uh, I mean, what, what do you need to see increase? Actually, let, let me rephrase that. We, let, me, let me segue into something that we, we need to talk about right now. Um, obviously, with Facebook coming out with the whole Libra thing and uh, yada, yada, yada. Um, uh, look, there's a lot of commentary going on in the space right now. Uh, it is the top trending thing on Twitter. Uh, it is the top trending topic of conversation for influencers and interviewers and all that sort of stuff. So naturally, I'm going to touch on it. But I've not gone too deep into Libra. I see it from the outside. And often as a trader, uh, all I need to see 
is the outside and then to decipher what I think that might equate to. Now, if in a best case scenario, Libra is something that will be off the ground in six months, but Congress already came in after five hours and tried to block it for obvious reasons. We all, we all know it and you get the detail of why, but what they've effectively done is their two billion, two billion users now understand that crypto is something. Now, out of those two billion, maybe 500 million knew before, but now two billion know that crypto is something. The world of business knows that crypto is something. You've got one of the most innovative companies in the world that are coming into this space. Now there's Facebook and there's Amazon, two of the top five highest profile businesses, highest value businesses in the world. Now, either one of those two coming into the space, and I truly believe Amazon is just a matter of time. It's helped our industry to get uh, a lot more exposure and it's cost zero dollars. Now we're in the position whereby we are going to have a enormous new audience. And I, I, I really cannot see this Libra token coming out within six months. I think they're going to be fighting uh, the powers that be for quite some time. I think personally that this is going to help spawn uh, a continuation of, of the bull run. Uh, and that's based off my thinking that um, your 40-year-olds to your 65-year-olds that went through the dot-com boom and bust know what a boom is, know what a bust is. And they are also very aware the top three companies in the world right now have been falcons or no, what do they call them? Phoenixes rising from the dot-com ashes. Now, do you see, do you see this as being something of absolute positivity in the space or are you a bit wary? So uh, the unsatisfying answer is it's probably too early to say, um, but if I had to make a call right now based on what is already and publicly known and, 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 and you know, the information that is already out there, I see it as vastly positive. Yes. Um, because a lot of people never ever in their life probably thought about currency, about money, um, how does the financial system work? Um, the lemmings. What kind of money am I using, right? Yeah. And, and, and I think just the fact that um, Facebook and a big group of, of other highly regarded technology and, and financial companies are now launching something that is crypto related, let's say, right? Mm. Whatever you might think of the details um, behind it. Um, I believe will initiate a thought process um, yeah. on, on, on both sides, on, on the sides of users and, and customers and consumers, and also on the side of governments and uh, of lawmakers. And so this is something that I regard as highly positive because it will probably spark a discussion. In, in, in Europe, the, 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 the sovereign debt crisis essentially is not over, in my view. It, it, no. It's just... Um, there's a there's a there's a uh, kind of a veil uh, above it uh, mm. because the central banks have done a pretty good job of of, of hiding a lot of problems, um, yep. but the underlying real economy problems that are 
in my perspective, a lot of times driven by, by bad um, fiscal and financial policy are still there. Um, they're just hidden by a pretty good monetary management um, of, of central banks. And um, this, this cannot stay like that forever. I don't believe that the problems, the underlying problems that are there will continue to be hidden forever. And um, I think if, you know, it's, it's, it's maybe not so easy to, to, to find a link between Libra and, and the problems that I've just described. But if people start to think about money, about monetary policy, and start to question the status quo, I think that's a good thing. Um, whether Libra will be a good currency, whether it will be a good solution to some of the problems that are out there, I don't know. This really remains to be seen. But again, what I highly appreciate is the fact that it uh, for sure will initiate some kind of thought process and, and will drive more people into, into more consciously um, think about what kind of currency are they using, what kind of money are they using, and um, what kind of policies and might be good policies from a financial and fiscal perspective. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm with you on that entirely. And let's be honest, I mean, you know, if, you know, if I was to say to you right now, Radislav, that, uh, that I'm going to give you an audience of 2 billion people minimum about your product. Now, whether that product, whether it's cast in a good light or a bad light, it doesn't matter. You get 2 billion people that know about your business. You're never, ever, ever going to knock that back. Now, your business and my business is based on this crypto asset space with a product that's introduced people to a legitimacy around what we have known for many years. Now, whether Facebook does what they do and it well, I couldn't care. I, I'm not really that interested in Libra itself or Libra or I don't know, however you want to say it. But what I am very interested in is the multiple billions. And let's be honest, to get that exposure to a specific business and let's call the business crypto assets. All right. Let's call the, let's call the business crypto assets. Yeah. To get that sort of exposure across literally billions, the whole freaking world, from Bloomberg to CNBC to Channel 9 News here in Australia, is talking about Facebook and what they're doing in cryptocurrency. To bring that to your business right now, after the business has, what, done 100 or we were going from 3,200 to 9,400. This can only be seen as a positive because those that think they want to buy this Facebook token, well, they can't right now. You can't shut Bitcoin down. We know that. You cannot shut Bitcoin down. Facebook owns this currency. Well, there might be legislation that will stop it. But Bitcoin is Bitcoin and crypto is crypto and our businesses are our businesses and we are in the right place at the goddamn right place time it cannot be seen as anything other than positive from a marketing point of view if you've got two fruit loops in your head and you can add them both together this is a positive for our space so Radislav, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you what i do want to ask you finally is for my listeners where do they find more information about bitbond and what you're doing 
Sure. So the best thing to do is to go to the website bitbondsto.com. Um, that's the website where you can learn about our currently ongoing bond offering. Um, we believe it's one of the best tokens out there right now because it's a real security um, issued in Germany, however accessible to a global base of investors, um, giving you access to a portfolio of SME loans and asset class that is uncorrelated to other types of assets that is yielding a higher return than many other types of fixed income assets. And under bitbondsto.com, you can learn all you want to know about that and ask us questions and engage in our community. Look, anybody who has, uh, who has the beans, as in the dollars or the pounds or the sterling or the euros or whatever you want to call it, uh, will know that the um, opportunity of a yield of that calibre uh, is definitely worth in, you know, investigating. Um, final question. I, I've got one more to throw in. I, I didn't think I would throw another one in, but my final question is, uh, it's an STO. It's a security token offering. Uh, you're obviously regulated. What's t tell me about the regulation around the STO. Sure. So in, in general, any type of company can issue a security, right? I mean, security issuances have been going on for hundreds of years. Um, but what you need to do is you need to write a prospectus that is compliant with um, uh, prospectus regulation. And then you need to hand in the prospectus to the regulator for approval. And so that's exactly what we've done. Um, and what the revolutionary thing here about our security is that we dematerialize it. At least according to European law, um, the law is still designed in a way that it assumes that there's a paper document that represents a proof of ownership in a bond. And we have found a way to make it work to eliminate this paper document and to purely represent the proof of ownership in our bond through a digital token. And all of this is also described in the prospectus. Um, and it took us one year to figure out together with the regulator how this can be done. And now many others are actually following our model and are issuing STOs very similar to the Bitbond STO. And so now the regulator has kind of opened up to the concept of security tokens and to dematerialize securities. Perfect. I appreciate your time immensely. I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. Uh, we've actually got over my normal interview time. That's how much I've enjoyed it. So, ladies and gentlemen, it has been Radislav Albrecht, if I've pronounced that correctly, the founder and CEO at Bitbond. Now, if you want to find out more information about Bitbond, go to www.bitbondsto.com. There is no money transacting for this interview, so you can go and do whatever the hell you want to do off the back of it and thank you so much for your time this evening today wherever it is in your world i appreciate it thank you so much and i look forward to um possibly doing another interview in the uh, in the next six months or so to see exactly where you've gotten to it's been a huge pleasure and thank you so much for having me and i'm more than glad to come back and to give an update of you know how things are going so thank you so much Ladies and gentlemen, you have a fantastic day, night, morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on where you are in the world. Bye for now.